Hee hee. Is this thing on? Yeah, that's on. Don't have to. Good day. This is Mark Pesci, and welcome to the Next Billion Seconds Briefing. Today, we're going to be taking a look at what happens when an AI is used to design a molecule that dissolves plastic, and what that might mean for the future of sustainability. Oh. Hello, Josh. Look, at, I'm trying to record this episode you've been banging on me for. What do you want? This is the, what the fifth time you called this uh, sorry, morning. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no. Sorry. Um, what the f- is happening with my crypto? I just checked my portfolio, and it's like it's gone. Well, it's not 100% gone. What is it down, like 30 40%? Uh, my Luna is down from, it was at 120, what, like a week and two weeks ago. It was 80 when I checked and I was like, why is it at 80? And then I didn't do anything last night or the couple days ago. And now it's at nothing. It's like it's bubkas. It's a dollar. Yeah, Luna, Luna, is, Luna is a problem. So Luna is a coin that was used to be able to back something we call a stable coin, which is a coin that's supposed to hold its value relative to another currency. And it was being used to back a currency called the UST, which was a token that was basically designed to be the same as a US dollar. And a couple days ago, because of the pool of Luna was being backed up by a pool of Bitcoin, and when the pool of Bitcoin decreased in value, then the pool of Luna decreased, and it became this kind of rolling train wreck which has really, really impacted the value of Luna. Hang on, I mean, that was like people shorting. Is this the big short in again? It is people losing confidence in Luna because Luna was supposed to be the thing that was keeping the other coin, the stable coin, stable. And when the stable coin, the, the term that we use is when it lost its peg, when it stopped being worth a dollar. Last night, it was worth 43 cents. This morning, it's, it's worth about 75 cents. When something's worth a dollar and it's only worth 75 cents and people aren't buying it back up because they think it's a free way to make 25 cents or 50 cents, that tells you there's something deeply wrong there. And we haven't really gotten to the bottom of it, but we know that the pool of capital to back up the Luna, to back up the UST, to make it worth a dollar, because there's been so much decrease in the price of cryptocurrencies, it's kind of been, in stock market terms, it's kind of like a giant market call. So when one thing fails, the thing that was holding that other thing up fails and so on. So it becomes a kind of rolling train wreck. Okay, so how do I explain this to my wife? So Luna was the buying and selling mechanism to keep UST tethered to the dollar. Think of it like this. It's like if the UST is a balloon, right? Luna is the thing that's in the balloon. And when a little gas leaks out the balloon, you have to blow some more Luna in to keep the balloon at the same level. And unfortunately, what happened was that the pressure behind the Luna that was keeping the balloon full, which was Bitcoin, faded away enough so that you could not keep the balloon fully inflated anymore. Okay, so what do I do with the Luna that I told my wife was the thing that is the backbone of our portfolio? (sighs) Do I hold it? Do I sell it? Do I like try and buy my heaps more? What do I do with all the other altcoins that I've got that it like... Look, different altcoins have different reasons for being. And so they have, you know, you can think of it kind of like Tinkerbell, which is that if you don't clap, if you don't believe in it, it's not going to last. And people believed in Luna. And over the last sort of 48 hours, that faith in Luna has been badly shaken. Now, will it be restored? Probably, but that's a big ask, and I would not ask anyone to put their hard money on that. 
Um, you have to take a look at what Luna is trading at and decide how much of a loss that you, you're prepared to accept around that, keeping in mind that if let, it, let me let me give you a tip. Let me give you a tip. I'm not prepared to take a 99 percent well, loss. Well, you bought an extremely speculative asset. All altcoins are speculative assets, and you should never put money into them that you are not prepared to lose 100 percent. Okay, so so Josh, while you were you know freaking out over here, I actually went over to the computer and I typed up the value of Luna. And wow, you're right. That is very serious. I mean, it is down from, I don't know, $30 to practically nothing today. So you I, do... That's what, I was, that's what I was telling you. You do have to confront the fact that maybe you're about to lose your entire investment and you're going to have to make your peace with that, right? I, I feel like if you don't do that, then you're just going to drive yourself nuts. And this does sometimes happen to investments. It can recover from this. This has happened before. It sometimes does. You know, Doge, which is the most pointless of all of the coins, recovered from being practically worthless after I sold my entire position in it, by the way, to being worth like 10 cents because Elon Musk mentions it in a tweet. And oh, my God, it's shining in light. And I probably would have earned a couple hundred bucks. But I was like, well, it's worth five cents. Who cares if I sell it? Well, you know, at this point, with, with it being so valueless, don't sell it because you're not losing. You can't lose anymore. You've lost it all. Okay, thank you. And can I ask you with the Doge? With Doge, Doge to me feels like I get Doge, right? Doge is the everyone coin, and it's right? a, and it's a meme coin. Right, so yes, it's about people believing in it. If there were like Doge stores, like if you like like a like a you know like a ninety nine cent store or a two dollar store or something <laughs> like that, yeah. Do you, I think that's its position? You know, I think it's the, the the currency to be traded at convenience stores, and you know, the thing is with Doge and any of these others, you have to be able to handle the transaction volume of them being used in thousands or hundreds of thousands of convenience stores all the time, and Doge is built on the similar technology to what Bitcoin uses. And Bitcoin has trouble processing more than, say, 100 transactions a minute, right? And if you're talking about everyone in the world using it and trying to do hundreds of transactions, I mean, sorry, hundreds of thousands of transactions a second, much less a minute, Doge is probably not going to do that for you. This is one of the great unsolved problems. Yeah, someone's going to solve that problem and everyone's got to go. We're now transitioning over to that platform. Huh. It's Yes, but I think that's probably going to be the Federal Reserve and they're going to say, and you're going to do it in dollars. You know, we talk about markets are either mania or depression, right? And it's actually better to try to talk sense into someone after they've had the crash, but before they're back in mania again, because you can get a little light in and you can help educate them so that the next time the big deal comes up, they may think a little bit more rationally. I mean, I feel with any speculative investment, you know, stocks are not classed as speculative investments, although tech stocks probably are because they are highly volatile. But you say Telstra probably isn't, right, for similar reasons. Really, what you have to say is you only allocate a certain percentage of your portfolio. Now, remember, I'm not a financial advisor. This is not financial advice, but that's just common sense, right? You don't put all of your money into a pot where if things do go the wrong way because interest rates are going up or because there's a global pandemic or because inflation is at 6%. All of those things that could happen raise the risk on your investment. And the crypto market overall is seeing a fallback right now, but it's not dramatically different from the fallback that we're seeing in the stock market. And that, Josh, 
that's actually amazing because the stock market and the crypto markets used to be quite independent of one another when they were sort of running around. And now they actually seem to be much more in lockstep, which is probably telling us that crypto is becoming a lot more mature, that it's just being treated like another asset class, which means investors get as freaked out and scared and have crazy runs and rumors as they do with any other class of stocks or bonds. Isn't the theory when it's going bad, keep an eye out for what will eventually go way back up? There's a rule with stock market investing, which is, you know, it's an anecdotal rule, but it's a rule of thumb, which is you never try to catch a falling knife. Right. So you've got to wait for stability at the bottom as well. And you said we're not, this is only new. And can I ask, does someone think that a crime has been committed by this happening? Is this like that sort of thing or is it just evil? No, I'd be much gentler about that. I think algorithmic stable coins are new and we probably haven't learned everything we need to know about how to design them to insulate them against these kind of fluctuations in the securities that are being used to support them, all right? If Luna succeeds or fails isn't a statement on all algorithmic stable coins, right? If you want Luna to succeed, probably the best thing you can do is hold on to it. I don't know if she should be going and buying more right now. I don't think that there's enough of an indication. The problem, of course, is that most of the gains in the market are made just when the market turns around. But being in a position when just the market just turns around, either you have to be a day trader, keeping your eye on that all the time, or you're lucky. And it's very hard to be a day trader if, as you are, running a production company that is producing my podcast... (laughs) So you have to ask yourself, do you feel lucky today, punk? <laughs> never. I never feel lucky. And it's, uh, this is the reason I made this call. You've made me feel quite a bit more comfortable, I'll be honest. But at the same time, I am a little bit still uncertain what to do. I guess I would like to ask you if it's okay if we bring the crypto show forward a week maybe and let's sort of talk about the panic. <laughs> that I am currently feeling. <laughs> well, and you are far from alone, right? The crypto markets are, have been more volatile. You know, the best thing you can do in a panic is not to be that person who's panicking. Yeah, good luck. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> this next Billion Seconds briefing was written by Mark Pesci, produced by Stuart Buckland for Ample, audio production by Justin MacArthur. For more background about the topics mentioned in this episode, including a link to the article on Bloomberg Quint that inspired this briefing, please visit our website at nextbillionseconds.com. The Next Billion Seconds is now powered by Ample Audio. Follow the show on Overcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and many other podcast platforms. This is Mark Pesci, thanking you for listening. Ample. Hee hee. Is this thing on? Yeah, that's on. Don't touch that.